We're all familiar with these verses. Enter ye in at the straight gate. For wide is the gate, and broad is the way that leadeth to destruction, and many there be which go in thereat. Because straight is the gate, and narrow is the way which leadeth unto life, and few there be that find it. Even the person who doesn't know the Bible very well knows the phrase, the straight and narrow. Walk the straight and narrow. And this is exactly where that phrase comes from. Even though the phrase, the straight and narrow, is not exactly accurate with what Jesus was saying. We say straight and narrow as if the path was both straight and narrow. But Jesus said, the gate is straight and the way is narrow. And that word straight doesn't mean the opposite of crooked. Crook, crooked with a T, crooked. Um, doesn't mean the opposite of crooked. Straight there means precise. It means exact. If you want to walk the path that leads to life, you have to enter in at exactly the right door. And the exact right door is Jesus Christ. I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto unto the Father but by me. Jesus said in John chapter 10, I am the door. Let me tell you, there are few things that will get people angrier than when you tell people that don't believe the gospel that there's only one way to heaven. Now, I didn't make that up. God says that, and the Bible has said that for these thousands of years. There's one way to heaven. And let me tell you, while you might get upset at me for preaching that, God has the right to decide whether there's one way or two way or five ways or ten ways or a hundred ways. God has the right to decide that. So don't get angry at the messenger. Understand that the God who says there is a heaven... And the God who says there is a hell says there's one way. Enter in at the straight gate. There's two elements there as you look at that when it says in verse number 13, enter ye in at the straight gate. And verse number 14, straight is the gate, narrow is the way which leadeth unto life, and few there be that find it. I want you to notice that there's two parts to enjoying the life that God has for us to enjoy. And by the way, this isn't just about how to get to heaven. It definitely includes that. But it's not just about how to get to heaven. It's also about how to enjoy a heavenly life on earth. Straight is the gate and narrow is the way that leadeth unto life. It's not only about getting to heaven and not only about enjoying a heavenly life on earth. It's also about how to have eternal rewards when you get to heaven. Walk the narrow path. So there's there's two parts here. The first part is the straight gate, the exact right gate. Jesus is saying, make sure that you enter in through precisely the right gate. He's not saying any old gate will do. In our attempt at inclusiveness and and, uh, diversity. 
we can't comprehend how God could say there's only one way to heaven. But why is it that we understand it in every facet of life? You said, Pastor, how do you get to New York City from here? If I said, well, any, um, any road will do. Yeah, look, you just leave the parking lot, go any direction you want to go, and get on any road you want to get on, and as long as you're sincere, you'll get there. I would recommend that you not ever take directions from me again. And if you believe me, I would recommend that you just don't drive. You shouldn't be behind the wheel. You know that's not right. If you want to get to New York City, there are a couple ways to get there, but basically you've to start from here, you got to get on 84 and head west if you if you if you there are other back roads, but I'm saying there's a precise way to get there. When I go to the city, I know the city streets real well, but I don't know the subways at all. And so if I'm going to if I'm going to navigate the city, I've got to ask anytime I ride the subway, I have to stop and ask directions. Well, suppose I'm down like by Battery Park and I want to get up to say Rockefeller Center. And I go to a guy and I say, "Hey, I don't I don't know the subways at all here. Can you tell me uh, how, how do I get how do I take the subway up to Rockefeller Center from here?" And he, "Well, just See that hole over there? You go down that, that's, or you can go down that one over there or that one over there. Doesn't matter. Just go down and get on any train that comes by and then get off at any stop you want to, and that'll take you to Rockefeller Center. Uh, that's not the guy whose directions I want to follow. I don't mean to run this illustration in the ground, but if you're getting, you, you're, you've got uh, sent to a, what's that word they use in the, in the healthcare? Um, referred. You got a referral. Uh, don't can't do anything without a referral. Or you're going to be paying for it big time. You get a referral to a brand new doctor, and they send you to 97 Hospital Avenue. I have no idea if that's a place or not, but I'm just I'm picking out a number here. 97 Hospital Avenue, and uh, so you go there. And you go. Oh man, this has got like five stories. It's got like a hundred doors in this place. And so you, uh, you, you ask somebody, you say, look, I've I'm, I'm got this address, but look, there's like 100 different places here. Uh, I, I need to find Dr. Wojciechowski. Can you tell me how to find Dr. Wojciechowski? And they say, any door, any door will do. Just go in any door and you'll find him. Now, okay, I'm really running this in the ground, but then why is it that if we understand that so well that we don't understand God says there's one door that leads to heaven? One. And if you don't get the right door, you won't get to life. You'll get to destruction. So there's two parts of this. Straight is the gate and narrow is the way. So here's the straight gate. We've come and we've, uh, we've, we've entered in through this straight gate. This is it. This is the right one. We've entered in. But there's more to it. Now, once you enter the straight gate, you're going to heaven. There's no going back through that gate. We're not going to wrestle eternal security this morning, but I, but I could and I would win because I'm telling you the Bible teaches clearly you're born again. You can't be unborn again. You enter in through the straight gate, you're saved. You have everlasting life. It doesn't say you will have it someday. It says you have it right now. Amen. But there's another part to life. 
There's, there's more than just knowing that you're going to heaven. There is enjoying a heavenly life on earth, and there is a quality of life once you get to heaven. Heaven's not going to be the same for everybody. You say, well, pastor, that's, I didn't know that. Well, I say it all the time. It's not going to be the same for everybody. If all you do is enter the straight gate and then you just sort of, well, I'm inside the gate here and that's all I really want. And then you just sort of plop down. Heaven's not going to be as good for you as somebody who lives day to day walking the narrow way. And your life on earth is not going to be as enjoyable as a person who not only entered the gate, but they're walking the narrow way. Um, do you ever have a, a, a maybe a birthday party or some sort of a, a anniversary party or a retirement party or something? And you invited a lot of people, and a lot of them you knew, and they came in, and they mingled, and they ate the food, and they played the games, and they ate the birthday cake or whatever it was. But for some reason, somebody came in, or maybe this is you that came in, and just like plopped down. And you can't get him to do anything. See, yeah, there's some food in the kitchen. You want something to eat? No, nah, I'm, I'm, I'm all right. Hey, you know, they're, they're, playing, they're playing the Wii downstairs. You want to? No, no, I'm all right. And you're looking at him. You go, man, why'd you come? You know, you, you, just, you came in the door and you sat down and you're just sitting there. Now, when it's all over and somebody says, hey, was, was, uh, was Bob at the party? Well, he was at the party, but he just, he just came in the door and he sat there. He just came in and sat down there. Somebody says, uh, hey, is, is he a Christian? Is she a Christian? Well, I remember the day that he entered in the straight gate. I remember the day that she came in the straight gate. I led her to Christ, but I got to tell you, they, just, they walked through the state gate, straight gate and they just sort of plopped down there. Jesus said, if you want everything that God has for you. You have to do more than just enter in at the straight gate. you you got to walk the narrow way. Straight is the gate and narrow is the way that leadeth unto life. Too many believers step inside the straight gate, but they don't walk the narrow way. And the most miserable people on earth are Christian people who enter the straight gate, but they don't walk the narrow way with God. Well, you say, well, pastor, what's on that narrow way? Well, it depends on who you ask. See, if you ask Satan what's on the narrow way, he's going to tell you the same thing that he told Eve. Oh, Eve, you're on that narrow way. Oh, you... You don't know what you're missing. God's got you. Oh, he's, 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 he's tricked you. God's got you in that narrow life that, oh, you don't know. Man, if you try that fruit that he said you couldn't eat, you try that, you're going to see things you've never seen before. You're going to understand. Oh, Eve, you are missing out. That's the same thing he tells you. That's the same thing he tells me. We're missing out. So if you ask him what's on the narrow way, he's going to tell you about all kinds of wonderful things that 
you're missing out on if you're going to walk that narrow way. Hey, if the world tells you about the narrow way, they're going to make it seem. I'm talking about the, the, the people that are living in the world system around you. They're going to tell you about some stuff, and they're going to make you feel like you're just, you're just, you're missing it. We're having a big party, man, and you're missing out because you're stuck on God's narrow way. There's all these people that, um, man, you really missed out last weekend. We all got wasted. Oh, man, everybody there, we got wasted. It was great. We were all wasted, and you should have come. You missed it, man. We were wasted. I lived 49 years. I have never spent one second of my life regretting that I've missed out on being wasted. Whatever. <laughs> you kidding me? I remember working at, uh, at the steel, uh, steel company. I worked for two different steel companies. I went through Bible college. And the first one I worked at, we worked in teams. And since I was the new guy, uh, the teams were, there was an operator. You operated the steel cutting machine, and then there was a helper. And when you're the new guy, like I was at first, I was a helper. And my operator's name was Red. And so that was his name, Red. His name was was. Bob Wilson, but they called him Red because he had uh, red hair. And uh, he was crazy. He was insane. And um, he, was, he was an old, old, old guy. He was 27. I was only 20. He was 27. <laughs> and every Thursday, Thursday was payday. And by the way, I liked Red and he liked me. And we talked about all kinds of stuff while we are working. And every, every Thursday, though, Thursday was paid at, all day long, he'd be telling me the whole shift, man, Joe, you're, man, you're going to miss it tonight. You're going to miss it tonight. We're going to such and such, you know, roadhouse, and it's going to be great. We're all, man, and all day Thursday, he was telling me what I was going to miss on Thursday night. Friday, I did most of the work. Because Friday, oh. He'd sit over. We had these, these, this, uh, this, this bench where you'd sit while you're waiting for your steel to come get picked up by the crane, and he'd just sit there. Oh. And so I'd be over there doing his job, and I'd be thinking, man, I really missed it, didn't I? I, re- I really missed it. The other day I walked into uh, a, a deli to get a sandwich. I, Amy always makes my lunch, but this particular day, the day was full, so I thought, I'm going to treat myself. I'm going to splurge. And I went to a deli, and I got a roast beef sandwich on a hard roll with butter and salt and pepper. Moment of silence, please. Yeah. I felt like I was splurging. Six dollars. Roast beef sandwich, hard roll, butter, salt, and pepper. That's it right there. If you're ever going to buy pastor lunch, now, look, make sure it's a deli. Make sure it's the real deal. I don't want no, uh, you know, lunch meat from Stop and Shop deli section. I want the real deal on there. I'm waiting for my sandwich. And just, and there wasn't much business in there. And I pickup truck pulls up outside. And this guy all, you know, grungy. And, and uh, he'd been working. God bless him. That's awesome. But uh, he, he came in. And I'm getting ready to get my sandwich. And. He comes walking up with case Bud Light. Case of Bud Light puts it up there on the counter. Lunchtime. Oh, boy. The rest of the day is going to be good for you, isn't it? Puts a case of Bud Light up there. He buys a carton of cigarettes. 
And then he starts asking for, you know, the, the scratch games. I love that. When they, and, and I love it when they let him scratch them while I'm still waiting in line. But they start asking, you know, tear me off. Give me two uh, pick sevens and uh, two. Uh, day, give me, yeah, give me. And, and he's, got, he's got, you know, and he plops down like $75. And I'm looking at my roast beef on a hard roll with butter, salt, and pepper, $6. And I didn't feel like I was splurging after all. And I looked at his case of beer and his cart and his cigarettes and all of his scratch and sniffs, and I'm going, I'm not missing nothing. I'm not missing anything. I've never played a scratch game unless it was like, you know, stop and shop and you scratch it off and you get, you know. But I've never played a lottery game. I, we, when I was a bus driver, it used to get tips, you know. And I just, the best tip in the world, as you know, if you get tips is cash. But somebody thought they'd be clever and, you know, give me a scratch-off game. And I'd be like, you know, and I, I wouldn't even play it because I just wouldn't, you know, I, I don't want any part of that thing. But I'm not missing anything. I'm not missing, you know, boy, well, so I got I to gotta plop down 75 bucks for my case of beer, my carton of cigarettes, and my scratch games. You're not missing anything. But the world will tell you you're missing. What's on that narrow way? Your flesh will tell you that you're well, everybody's having a big party and I can't go to it. Uh, I'm missing a big party. That's what your flesh will tell you. Like you're on the, you're on the inside looking at it and everybody's having fun and you're not having fun. You know, by the way, even the people that are at the party, they, don't, they feel like they're missing out. See, it's not about there's something legitimate to get and you're not getting it because you're on the narrow way. No, it's about our flesh that is never, ever, ever satisfied. What's on the narrow way? That's what Satan and the world and your flesh is going to tell you. But that's not what God's narrow way is all about. God's narrow way is the only place in this life where you every day can walk with God himself. Now, will there be some things that, some places that that narrow way doesn't go? Well, sure, because God doesn't go there. So if you're going to walk with God, that path's not going to lead the place. But wait a minute. God's there. You know, that's one thing that Satan didn't bother to mention to Eve. Oh, yeah. Eve, you eat that fruit, you're going to see things you never saw. You're going to understand things you never... Oh, you're going to have so much fun. But what he didn't tell her, once you eat that fruit, you won't be walking with God anymore. He didn't bother to tell her that. Whatever else the narrow way is or is not, the narrow way is walking with God every day. Now, the Bible has a great deal to say about walking on God's narrow way. Now, you may you say, well, I don't know. You know. I know my Bible pretty well, and I don't think that phrase is found in a lot of places. Well, Here's the way I want you to think about it. If God is telling you where and how to walk, 
What else could he be talking about but that narrow way that Jesus was talking about? So anywhere that God tells us to walk a certain way, he's describing the narrow way for us. And when you think that through and realize, well, that's, that's exactly right. There's the narrow way where you walk with God and then there's everything else. Once you realize and understand that, then you'll see that there are hundreds of places in the Bible where God talks about the narrow way. And all I want to do this morning is to help you to understand for a few minutes, and we are approaching the end of the message. Of course, I could go another hour. We'd still be approaching the end. You're always approaching the end. But anyway, no, we really, we're not going to be much longer, but you are going to have to listen if you're going to get something. All I want to do this morning is to encourage every one of us to not be content to just step inside the straight gate of salvation and then park ourselves there. No. Walk the narrow way every day. Listen to how God describes this walk. You won't be able to write down every reference, but you might want to jot down a few. Listen carefully. Genesis 17.1, God says, walk before me and be thou perfect. Deuteronomy 5.33, walk in all the ways which the Lord your God hath commanded you that ye may live. Deuteronomy 10.12, fear the Lord thy God to walk in all his ways and to love him. And to serve the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy soul. What's on the narrow way? Well, Satan says, ah, oh, man, you're just a bunch of rules, just a bunch of, of, of hard times. You don't want that. The world says the narrow way. You're missing out, man. You're missing out. Your flesh says, oh, I'm so deprived because I'm on the narrow way. But God says on the narrow way, you're walking in my ways. You're walking with me. Now, you're going to have to decide who you let sell you on the narrow way. You're going to listen to Satan and the world or your flesh, or are you going to listen to God when he says, Deuteronomy eleven twenty two, walk in all his ways and cleave unto him. That's a little bit different picture of the narrow way. Walk in all his ways and cleave unto him. When you're walking the narrow way, you're hanging on to God. Man, I wouldn't want to walk any other path. Hey, you know what? You're not going to walk the broad way which leadeth unto destruction in Matthew 7. You're not going to walk that way and be able to cleave to the Lord because he's not on that way. What's on that narrow way? Deuteronomy 13, 4, walk after the Lord your God. Deuteronomy 19.9, love the Lord thy God and walk ever in his ways. Deuteronomy 26.17, walk in his ways. Deuteronomy 28.9, keep the commandments of the Lord thy God and walk in his ways. Deuteronomy 30, verse 16, love the Lord thy God, walk in his ways. Joshua 22, verse 5, love the Lord your God. And walk in all his ways. His ways. 
His ways. All right. You're inside the straight gate. And God says, here is a path. This is the path that God walks. These are his ways. Why would you not want to walk the path that God walks? Don't just step inside the straight gate and sit down. Walk that narrow road because those are his ways. God is there. God is there. Judges 2 verse 22, keep the way of the Lord to walk therein. 1 Kings 2 verse 4, walk before me in truth. 1 Kings 3 14, walk in my ways to keep my statutes and my commandments. 1 Kings 8 58, walk in all his ways. 1 Kings 9 verse 4, walk before me in integrity of heart and in uprightness. 1 Kings 11 verse 38, walk in my ways and do that which is right in my sight. 2 Kings 23 verse 3, walk after the Lord. 2 Chronicles 34 31, walk after the Lord. Nehemiah 10 verse 29, walk in God's law which was given by Moses, the servant of God. Psalm 56, verse 13, walk before God in the light of the living. Psalm 84, verse 11, no good thing will he withhold from them that walk uprightly. Say, man, I never realized there were so many statements in the Bible about how to walk. Yeah. And it's all on this narrow way. Straight is the gate and narrow is the way which leadeth unto life. And by the way, Few there be that find it. Because we're so in love with the broad way that leads unto destruction. Because that's where everybody's at. Everybody, you know, everybody's doing that. Everybody, it must be okay. It must be right. It must be great. Because everybody's over there. Everybody has one. Everybody's a part of it. Jesus said, you want life? You trust me, you want life, enter in the straight gate and walk the narrow way. Psalm 86, 11, teach me thy way, O Lord, I will walk in thy truth. Psalm 101, verse 2, I will walk within my house with a perfect heart. Psalm 116, verse 9, I will walk before the Lord in the land of the living. Psalm 119, verse 1, blessed are the undefiled in the way who walk in the law of the Lord. Psalm 119, verse 45, I will walk at liberty. What's on that narrow way? Proverbs 2, verse 20, walk in the way of good men. Isaiah 2, verse 3, we will walk in his paths. Isaiah 2, verse 5, walk in the light of the Lord. All of that is right in front of you, Christian. If you will choose, after you have entered the straight gate, You've made Christ your Savior. You've been born again. Now, walk the narrow way. Walk with God. Whatever else the narrow way is or is not, the narrow way is walking with God every day. Let me tell you something. God's not walking on the broad way that leads to destruction. God's not walking on the path that takes you to the parties. God's not walking on the path where everybody's getting wasted. You've never smoked pot. I've never smoked pot. 
I have never been drunk in my life. I want to say I've never sipped alcohol. But I was 12 years old. We were in a hayfield, the only thing to drink. They were passing around a bottle of beer, and I took a sip. When I was 17 years old, I had stomach issues, and I'm not kidding you. The doctor prescribed blackberry brandy. Those are the only two times. So I can't say I've never had a sip. I've never had a sip in rebellion. I've never had a sip out of temptation. But I can say I've never, had, I've never been drunk, never been high, never tried marijuana, never smoked a cigarette, never smoked. Okay, my father used to chew Red Man. Twice I tried it. You would think I'd have been cured after the first time, but I wanted it a second time. Tell you what, if you ever want to see the world spin... You just take a chew of that and swallow it. And I will tell you, it, it will rock your world in an instant. But I don't know what, I mean, outside of, you know, prescription, whatever, surgery, I have no idea what it feels like to be, to be high. And I haven't missed a thing. So, man, but marijuana is legal. Yeah, don't make it right, bro. Don't make it right. You're not missing a thing. Stay clear of it. Walk. By the way, God's not going to those places. God's not going to those places where they're they're passing out the joints and where everybody's drunk and everybody's wasted. God doesn't go to those places. Walk in the narrow way where God is. Wait, there's more. By the way, when we get to the, the end of all these verses, we're done. So there's no, say, man, is there like 10 points after this? Nope, this, these are the points right here. Just keep on listening. Soak it in. Isaiah 40, 31, you know this one. They that wait upon the Lord shall walk and not faint. Jeremiah seven twenty three. walk ye in all the ways that I have commanded you that it may be well unto you. Jeremiah 26, 4, walk in my law which I have set before you. Ezekiel thirty three fifteen. walk in the statutes of life. The narrow way, that's where God is. It's where God is. It's the only place in this world where you can walk with God every day, that narrow way, that narrow way. Uh, Ezekiel uh, 37, 24, walk in my judgments and observe my statutes and do them. I love this. Hosea eleven ten. walk after the Lord. following his footsteps. Listen, when you're walking with God, you won't even notice the stuff that other people are doing that you're not doing. It's not, it won't even register with you. I tell you something, I, I hate shopping. <laughs> Let me show you how to shop right here, okay? What do you need? I need a microphone. Okay, park the car, walk in a store. There's a microphone. Okay, I won't pay for that. Very good. Thank you. And go back out to the car, and you're done. Everyone doesn't shop that way. There's some folks that when they go to shop for a microphone, they got to look at every microphone on the rack. Oh, look at that one. Oh, look at oh. Do you have any microphones in the back that we haven't looked at yet? Whoops, I'm probably paying for that. Do you have any microphones in the back that we haven't looked at yet? 
oh, okay, well, let's put all these microphones in the cart, and, and uh, oh, I'm not sure. Um, you know what? I think we'll come back, and uh, we'll go to the other microphone store, and oh, my goodness. But, and I can't, I can't stand the mall. I go in the mall maybe once a year if there's some emergency need, that the, something they only sell there, and there's no other way I might set foot in the Danbury Mall. The, uh, <clears throat> the where else? They're, the, oh, the outlets. What is that? Woodbury Commons? Is that what it's called? Oh, what a little taste of purgatory is the Woodbury <laughs> Commons. Oh. But you know what? And this is the truth. When I'm with the love of my life, I don't care. I, I, we'll go anywhere, Shot. I don't care. I, we, hey, and, and, and I'll joke about it, but she's never heard me complain because I don't complain. Why? Because I'm with her. And let me tell you, when you're walking with God, you don't even notice that there's no, no pot on a narrow way. You don't even notice that there's no drinking. It makes me wonder, all these, all these Christians now that just, you know, well, ye, you know, where does the Bible say you can't drink beer? And it makes me wonder, what, how's, how's your walk with God, man, that you're even thinking like that? Walk after the Lord. Hosea 14, verse 9. The ways of the Lord are right, and the just shall walk in them. Micah 4, verse 2, the Lord will teach us of his ways, and we will walk in his paths. Micah 4, verse 5, we will walk in the name of the Lord our God forever and ever. Micah 6, verse 8, walk humbly with thy God. Habakkuk 3, 19, the Lord will make me to walk upon mine high places. John 8, 12, Jesus said, He that followeth me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. Romans 6, 4, walk in newness of life. Romans 8, 1, walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. Romans 8, 4, walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. Romans 13, 13, let us walk honestly. 1 Corinthians 7, verse 17, As the Lord hath called everyone, so let him walk. 2 Corinthians 5, 7, we walk by faith, not by sight. Galatians 5.16, walk in the Spirit. Galatians 5.25, walk in the Spirit. Ephesians 4.1, walk worthy of the vocation wherewith you're called. Hey, what's on that narrow way? Satan will tell you, oh, you don't want to waste your time there. There's too much fun to be had out there. You walk that narrow way, you're going to miss a lot. You're going to miss family court. You're going to miss getting thrown in the slammer and having to get bailed out. You're going to miss hangovers. You're going, to, you're going to miss diseases that you get from strangers. You're going to miss loneliness, abandonment. You don't want that narrow way. You're going to miss so much. You can ask Satan. You can ask the world around you. You can ask your own flesh. But if you ask God, he says, uh, well, on that narrow way, you'll... You'll walk in love as Christ also had loved us. Ephesians 5.8, you'll walk as children of light. 
Ephesians 5.15, on that narrow way, you'll walk circumspectfully, not as fools, but as wise. On that narrow way, Colossians 1.10, you'll walk worthy of the Lord. Colossians 2.6, as ye have therefore received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk ye in him. Colossians 4.5, walk in wisdom. 1 Thessalonians 2.12, walk worthy of God. 1 Thessalonians 4.12, walk honestly. 1 John 1.7, I love this statement, walk in the light as he is in the light. 2 John 6, walk, in, walk after his commandments. And 3 John 4, walk in truth. You're saved. You, there came a day when you realized you were a sinner and you realized Jesus died for your sins and you put your faith in him. And that day when you put your faith in Jesus Christ, you entered in at the straight gate. But I hope you didn't just enter into the straight gate and plop down there and say, well, I'm saved. No. There's a narrow way that leads to life. And if you don't walk that narrow way, you won't enjoy a heavenly life on earth. You won't enjoy the riches that God has for you in eternity. But most of all, you won't enjoy the sweet fellowship of walking where God walks. Do you know what holiness is? We hear that word. What is, what is holiness? It sounds, we talk about holiness like it's a bad, oh, he's just so holy. Look at him, Mr. Holy. What is holy? Holy just means walking where God walks. You're close to him because you only walk where he walks. Hey, we all stumble, we all fall, we all, make, we all fail, we all make mistakes. But you can decide to walk that narrow way where God walks. Let's pray. Father, I pray that you'd help us this morning.